Like us going into the Jacksonville Jaguars and their schedule for 2022 looks like this with only one primetime game week 16 on Thursday night football against the New York Jets. Uh, they do have a big, big week 15 matchup against the Dallas Cowboys in Jacksonville that uh, it's it's big for us here in, in, in Sac City because hey, we take it over. I'll be there. We're going to take over week 15 when the Cowboys come to town and uh, hopefully the Jaguars can put up a good fight. Dylan. You can start it off, buddy. What's the big storyline for the Jacksonville Jaguars in 2022? Off seasons don't win games. Games win games. You got to win football games in order to win football games. And the Jaguars haven't done a lot of that um, over the last few years. They haven't won more than six games um, since the marvelous 2017 run, which still baffles me to this day. But look, they, they, they drop buckets, right? This year, they go over 100 million more. Um, uh, have spent money that they have. And this is a chance for them to try to get back on track. Last year, you had the disaster that was Urban Meyer that he brought in his own guys. This is your chance. They try bringing in and spending a lot of money and trying to buy wins. And if you watched, um, if you watched the movie Moneyball and baseball, uh, you can't try, can't buy wins. You got to buy players and you got, you're trying to buy wins, not buy players is what you're trying to do. And the Jaguars here, they bought players, whether it's Christian Kirk, whether it's Brandon Sheriff, all these guys are nice additions. They need to translate that into wins. And I, I said the similar thing to the Lions last uh, Wednesday, but uh, that was heart to wins. This is money to wins, and the Jaguars need to win, and they haven't done a lot of that lately. So um, my storyline here uh, is going to be you guys should like this one. You should be very happy. It's a connection between Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence. Doug Peterson, I think, is going to be a much, much improved coach uh, as compared to uh, Urban Meyer there. But what what Doug Peterson's been to quarterback since he's basically been in this league since he was a player and, you know, winning a Super Bowl behind Brett Favre in 96, um, I, I think about how he is going to help progress him in his second year. Look at the guys that Doug Peterson has brought along. When Mike Vick came back into the league for Philadelphia, he was a quarterback coach there. And while they weren't, you know, winning Super Bowls or going deep playoff runs, Mike Vick came back into the league and was able to progress. Alex Smith in Kansas City. Uh, I remember, I think it was 2015. They started one and one and five. Andy Reid says, hey, Doug, go ahead and work with Alex. Take over the play calling. They win 10 straight games. Carson Wentz, what he is now? Yeah, sure, we could talk about that forever. But his rookie season, everyone talked about him like it was gangbusters. His first two years, he had 7,000 yards and 49 touchdowns. And then he goes on to win the Super Bowl with Nick Foles after Carson Wentz gets uh, gets hurt late in the season. So now you go with the generational talent, a number one overall pick, a guy that we all expect big things from, despite what we saw last year. And you get Doug Peterson, a guy who will invest in an offensive line, who will invest in improving and developing his quarterback and try to win football games the right way. So while you may not see an immediate, huge, big step in success this season, you will see improvements from Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars offense. And Doug Peterson, I think, will have a big part to do with that. Yeah, for me, I'm only looking at one thing. Pretty simple. I'm looking at how sad Jacksonville Jaguars fans are going to be by week 15 when they have one win or two wins and they're starting to talk about we should have got a different coach and we we need a new quarterback. Trevor Lawrence is not the answer. It's just unfortunate it, it, because wait, wait, hold on. Hold Jaguars on. Hold fans. On. Hold on. No, you're not gonna disrespect us like this for for first of all. Well, Second of all, hold on. <laughs> hold on. No, shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. You said only one win by week fifth around week fifteen when week fifteen rolls around. If I do you have them at four wins. So if they're at one win 
when week 15 rolls around, that means when <laughs> Dallas comes into town, we're going to kick their sorry ass is what's happening. Yeah. They're sure <laughs> telling us New York yet. And they sure See, not this, is where Jaguars, this is what Jaguars do. This is what Jaguars fans they take it so personal. It's it's a little bit out of context, a little bit sarcastic. I don't. Okay, well then don't be sarcastic. Then just exactly. say what you want to say. Say what well, you well, Okay, then I'll just I'll say it just like I have it on my paper. When Jacksonville is, let's see, they're three and six. When they're three and six, Jaguars fans are going to be like, "This is not working." They're three and seven. We need to get better. Three and eight. Oh no, Trevor Lawrence is not the answer. Three and nine. We need a new coach. Three and ten. Three and eleven. Three and twelve. Three and thirteen. You just sound All so the stupid way until, though. You, you no, just sound so this, stupid, though. No, no. What's stupid is every year, Jaguars fans have a new excuse as to what they're doing wrong. And instead of letting the process play out, let a young team develop and get better and endure those four and 13 years. Endure those five. Because look at the schedule. They're not winning. The Jacksonville Jaguars are not going to go this year and win 10 games. No. But yet every Jaguars so fan, if they go four and 13 and they end up with the number one overall pick again, you're going to be like, same old Jaguars, spend $100 million, don't win no games. Instead of just allowing, looking at what's on tape, allowing the players to develop and being okay with that. And that's the difference between a delusional fan, which you tend to be with Jacksonville, which is why you cut me off with them and not anybody else, and, and somebody that just looks at what they have and says, you know what? We're not a big market. We don't, have, we don't attract great free agents. We have a franchise quarterback that we drafted number one overall. We have to give him time to grow. Now he has a head coach who we think can do that. Do we expect that year one? I'm sorry, I don't. And I do wish, AJ, you had some better names on the list of trying to support Doug Peterson than the names you posted because that actually makes me a little bit worried. Because although Trevor Lawrence is superior talent to the I mean, players, maybe outside of a Michael Vick uh, dynamic-wise, I, I now question what has Doug Peterson actually done with quarterbacks. But while they were while they were there, they were fine when they went on to other places where but they I'm not fell looking off. for fine from Trevor Lawrence. Jacksonville can't have fine from Trevor right. Lawrence. That is something I will agree with the Jacksonville fans on. He can't be just fine. He has to be a superstar. Otherwise, it's it's it was it was a loss. It's as simple as that. Seven thousand yards and fifty touchdowns so, in two. So years. the reason why I cut you off that. though was because and we that. have to stop like we say this on the show all the time, and I'm not just talking about or defending Jacksonville Jaguar fans here. If anything, I'm not defending them at all, but we talk about all the time. All fan bases have to come to grips with reality on these things. Okay. Texans. There are plenty of Texans fans out there that do the same thing that what you said, Jaguar, you're just not as close to Texans fans as you are with us two jabronis who are Jaguar fans. I'm only speaking about the Jacksonville Jaguars right now. I'm aware, but why didn't you say that when the Texans were up? Why didn't you because say that when the, the Lions were up yesterday? Why didn't you say because that when the Bears the were up the other day? Because the Texans didn't spend a first-round pick on Trevor Lawrence. Okay, so why didn't you why why didn't you say that when the Bears and were up I the did, other day? I did talk about you the didn't Bears. talk about their fans though. You didn't say, okay, Bears fans, because you have to be patient with Justin Fields. You have to. Be, they have a new head Vinny, coach. They got a new base, head coach. Have, what? I mean, they you going. have to understand the the Bears fan base is not the ones I'm talking to. You, I hear you in the chat and Dylan in my exactly chat. What I I said. Said this fans, is exactly what I just said. You, you're not, not but you're confirming what I just they said. They don't talk to me. I'm, what I'm saying is I'm talking directly I to you. I just said this. You are the one I've heard. I just, you are the one but I've heard. I just said this. I literally just, these are the words that came out of my mouth. Listen closely. Listen closely. I, I, I said you. to you, the reason why 
that you are doing this for the Jaguars and you're saying that, oh, it's the ja- like Jaguars fans do this. All fans do it. And this is what I was trying to be neutral here. I was trying to say all fans do this. All fans. But that's not the point because I'm very consistent, Vinny. When Cincinnati fans are delusional, what you, do I say? You are. When Tennessee you are. fans are delusional, guess but, what? The only people that have chirped at me have been Tennessee Titans fans, Cincinnati Bengals fans, and you and Dylan, and mostly you when you get all in your feelings about the Jacksonville Jaguars. To me, I just think all fan bases have to get a grip with the reality of what's actually happening with their teams. That's what I was trying to say. Yes. Not trying to attack yes. you. Not I, like, I, but you did no, because you stopped because you were singling my, out. My you were trying. You were singling out Jaguar. Like you know, you you even said you're like that's who we're you talking even about. Said it. You even said it. Uh, maybe I was being a little bit sarcastic. Maybe I was doing this and that. You were. So I yeah. stopped you because yeah. you were being sarcastic, and that I do that with every were, fan base. We're not disgusting. No, that, it's not. That is Vinny, not what happened. Stop. Every time anybody from a fan base has talked to me personally that I have disagreed with. Bengals fans, I, I directly look at them and I tell them they need to get a grip. I don't do that with the Green Bay Packers but or the Rams. That's what you do. Because but that's what you have, said. You, 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 you do no, exactly but you're that. not listening. You, it's because they have not said anything to me. You, you, you have. You are a Jaguars fan and you've said something. Do you want me to go on my phone so, and yes, look I'm up a, all the notifications I'm, of people saying things to you in the comments section on YouTube? Yes, and I directly impact those. And everything you say to them, even if it's on the show or it's through comments, it's direct. It's not sarcastic. It's honest. It's 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 there. It's saying what they need to do. It's saying. Oh, I've said there's sarcastic things before. Uh, When I I talk about Carson Wentz being a turd and doing all this stuff, like that's sarcasm. I, I am very respectful to these players in the NFL and knowing that they're NFL players. A lot of it is sarcastic, but what is not sarcastic is talking about the franchise and the state of the franchise that they're in. If the difference between you stopping me was one win versus me saying when they're three no, and 12, then I'm sorry. I, I should have said they were three and 12. I stopped you because you were being sarcastic and you were not, you were, I wasn't. You said you were. I, I, That's the word. The word you said. I, I said you word. literally said I, those right, words. Right, no, right. no, right. no, no, stop, stop, stop. I was being sarcastic when I said one in 13. I could have, that's what okay. I said. easily could have that's said. When, that's why, I, that's when I stopped you. Well, at the same time, because you though. were being, so you wouldn't have me if I would have said three at and 12. At the same time, though. I would have, if I'd have said three and 12, you wouldn't have stopped me. No, because that's accurate. That is a potential record for the Jaguars. But you said one in, one in 16. So that, and you were being, so you know what you were doing. At the same you time, said though, it yourself. I mean, that also makes him correct that you're in your feelings because we can be sarcastic about a thousand yes, things. Yes, exactly. It doesn't matter. Exactly. I, I am in my, you don't stop me when I do that with the, with anybody else. When I'm sarcastic about anybody else, Vila's Jones being a hundred years old. That's accurate. It's not real. That's accurate. That's accurate. You're in your feeling. You're, you're, in you're your right. I am in my feelings. I am in my feelings, but I was trying not to be in my feelings because I was trying to say to everybody, to all fan bases and everyone who watches this show, just to be realistic with your team's expectations. Okay. That's what I was trying to say, but then you was getting ready to go Javon Kinlaw on you and start yelling at you with food. That's head. fine. That's fine. My, my, my show will get the views. And apparently that, that jabroni has a God amongst San Francisco 49ers fans. I mean, we see it in the comments all the time. I digress. Let me get into my storyline here for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, and it actually, it actually has a lot to do with what you just said. And what I was trying to honestly say about the Jaguars, it's that we just, just seeing the step in the right direction for the Jaguars, even if it's whatever record, what, what's the records that we have, even if it's four and 13, 
even if it's a four and 13 record and they are doing exactly like maybe what maybe like the Detroit Lions did last year, they're losing games. It's a tough season, but you're still seeing that hope. And that's what the problem was last season for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And that's one of the reasons why we did kind of get upset last year with the Jags is because there wasn't that many glimpses of hope. There were some, there was some, I'm not going to be ignorant and say that there was none, but there was very little. There was not many glimpses of hope to be, okay, let's the, this, we can move, continue moving into a positive direction. And then it spiraled again. And we're back to square one again. We just want to see constant steps in the right direction. If it's two steps forward and one step back, I'm okay with that. It happens. They're a young football team, but I don't want to see two steps forward and 25 steps back. Cause urban Meyer kicked Josh Lambeau. So like Ironic. stuff like that. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying that it's going to happen again or whatever. I'm just saying <laughs> we don't want to be set back as, as it's, as a team. And when you look at the standings, it looks like all of us do believe that the Jaguars are going to take a step in the right direction. Aaron, you have them at four and 13. AJ, you have them at five and 12. Dylan is a little excited and has them at seven and 10. <laughs> and I have them at five and 12, just like AJ. So, so Dylan, I'll direct this to you. When you look at the Jaguars schedule, where's the, uh, where's the, where's the extra wins coming from that? Some people may, may think the Jaguars are, are going to lose. I think they start hot. And when I say hot, I seriously, I think they can beat Washington. We saw Carson Wentz against that team last year. Um, that was pretty easy. The Colts, I mean, I'm telling you, it's Jacksonville. I said it last year, even when they sucked. Even when the Jaguars were dead-ass team last year, I said, watch out, the Colts are going to uh, lose because they always do there in Jacksonville. 2-0, and right? Lose to the Chargers, lose to Philly. Houston, I think they win. There's three. Lose to Indianapolis. They can beat the Giants, four. They go on a tough skid before they're by. They lose all three. They're, uh, they're at four. They can beat Detroit, five. I think they split Tennessee at six. I think they take the Jets at seven. If they don't take the Jets at seven, then they take Houston at seven. And I think that gets them their seven wins. It's not yeah. delusional. It's not. Um, I will, I will, it's not. And I, I will say this. I actually have them starting hot. That's what I told you. I have them hot in the sense of three and four, wow. which would be, I'm sure Jaguars fans would love that if they start three and four. Um, I think the biggest thing here is, I think the middle part of that season is going to be tough for them. Because those teams are, it's a tough schedule for the most part. When you get teams that are bad football teams, and they, they've been a bad football team, the games that we look at and say they should win, they're not there. So when they, when you have them going against Houston, it's a division game, so you can have them splitting it. But when they play against Washington, you're like, yeah, Washington's a bad football team. So is Jack. So that game becomes now a toss-up game. And if you lean Jacksonville, then so be it. And that's kind of what Dylan did to me. Is he he those those games that are like you can lean either way. He gave the, the edge to Jacksonville, which is perfectly fine. Yeah. If Jacksonville won seven games, oh, you could come on here and I would be like, I'd be jumping in the streets. I, I, I would be, but I wouldn't be surprised either. Like I, I really would not be surprised because they do have winnable games on the schedule, yeah. but are they going to be able to pull out those winnable games? Um, and I just lean forward saying no. This I have, I have them going zero and four to start the season. Wow. I have them losing their first four games and then winning it. That, that indie game, they're going to win. I don't. That's still a. Hey, it's still going to be hot in Jacksonville yeah, at that time. It's only week two, I, and I, like Dylan, there is something to be said as you haven't beat a team since 2012 or whatever. 14. Yeah, at home. I, yeah, and that I, even I, counts I, I, London too. They even went across the pond and got their ass kicked. 
That's, man, it's tough. It's tough. I, I, what I should have <laughs> Hey, I was remember last year. I was that guy. There's no way. Both are going to lose Jacksonville last week of the season. And you guys convinced me to take them and talked me into it. And it happened. I will never doubt it. It was shocking. Anymore until, until it was so. shocking. I, went, I, went with the, I went with all the teams getting their revenge on Jacksonville this year. <laughs> Carson Wentz beating them week one. I think no. that in the, in the that's where I knew that record would where that would never be broken, where the Colts will never win in Jacksonville again. When Cody Kessler beats an Andrew Locke playoff Colts team six zip, then yeah, that's Some, never happened again. I mean, last year, last year was that prime example. Yeah, like, yeah. His, the, I don't it, think there's it, a better example than last year, honestly. Like Carson it Wentz was. or not, man. Like, I'm sorry, the Jags yep. were not good enough to beat, or should not have been good enough to beat that yeah. Indianapolis team. Especially with with what was on yeah. the line for Indiana. Yeah. Especially with what was on the line. Yeah. Let's also not forget, Yannick Ngakwe is now an Indianapolis Colt. Boy, he about to go score. Oh, he's Locked so excited games. for that right now. He, he been on five teams in four years, three yeah. years. I don't know. What so wild, he's been, isn't it? He has schedule. He's got Minnesota. Yeah, getting it up. Vegas. Yeah, Baltimore, getting it up. Baltimore, Vegas. <laughs> I forgot he was in Baltimore, Baltimore, too. Wow. Yeah. I thought yeah. that's where he would have stayed. Jacksonville, Minnesota, Baltimore, Vegas, and now the Colt in three years. And they play him all this year. I thought he was a good. I think I, he's a good player, I but I mean, I, I, that's going on. No, he is good. He is. I love. He can he's get the ball out. When he gets he's been the, productive. He can, yeah. Something's just not right there. Like maybe it's a personnel or a personality thing. I don't know. Something's not right there. But he is good. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. All right. So our final standings for the AFC South looks like this. Uh, we all have the Indianapolis Colts number one. We all have the Tennessee Titans number two. We all have the Houston Texans. Oh well, Dylan doesn't have the Houston Texans and. Uh oh well yeah no we all have the Houston Texans in last except for Aaron you know numbers are really hard for me that's that's kind of what it comes down to uh, take, take the Michael Sherman math tutoring class it, I really Jags should third. just go to yeah yeah we all have the Jags third except for Aaron who has the Jags last and Houston third why why do you, is that do you have any reasoning behind that uh, Aaron at all why do I have the Houston? yeah it's just one game I'm not really gonna look into it that much but maybe you do have something that, on that that. Um, some of their game, it really came down to, for me, I do a lot based on home and away. And it came down to some of the games that I have, I feel like they have at home um, that they can pull off against good teams. Remember I talked about upsets. I think when you play some good teams at home, um, I think they're let, likely to lay down because they, they expect a win. They come in there, they have let down games. That's really what it boiled down to. I think I have them beating, like I said, I only have them beating one bad football, two bad football, Washington and Jackson. Yep. But I haven't beaten Philly, Indy at home, and then going on the road to Vegas and getting them off of their bye week. So off of Houston's bye week, they come back, they they play well there. Yeah. But to me, Jacksonville just had a tougher stretch. After that Giants game, I have Jacksonville losing every single game until week eight. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a tough stretch. ETN will be uh, ready to go. Yeah, he's, he's, he's ready to yeah, practice. Should be 100% for training camp. I think y'all are getting ready to have a pretty uh, closer to a run-heavy style team this year anyways. I think that might be a step that kind of helps. I I I I can see Doug Peterson keeping the the line moving forward and having the usage of James James Robinson and Travis Etienne. He likes to run the ball. Doug Peterson's going to throw that football. All yeah, over I'm not sure ball. why. Where you're getting he getting likes to run the football. Not sure where you get that in from. Who? <laughs> who was he throwing the football with in Philly? Running? Hey, wait, 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 wait. Michael Vick is on this list. Michael Vick is on this list. Okay. Doug Peterson is a quarterback. Yeah. That man's going to throw the creed and all their signings in the off season too. led to pass, pass, Kurt pass. Young. I mean, James Robinson will get his, and they'll probably use the ETN out of the past. 
So, but it's it's going to be about Trevor Lawrence and Steffi. Yeah, it's, it's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. All right, that does it for our AFC South coverage. We'll be back again live on Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern time right here on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Going over the NFC South and AJ's Atlanta Falcons, the Saints, the Bucks, and the Carolina Panthers. All that. Oh, you're so lucky. I'm not going to. We can do it right now. Let's talk about it. All right. <laughs> Going into the AFC, the <laughs> NFC South, their schedule oh, looks like this. No, I, I know one thing. Dylan is not prepared for that. No. Dylan's not even prepared for the live shows, let alone a show that's I, supposed to be on Monday. Was, Get it out of here. He was, uh, he was more prepared than I was, so I won't, I won't, I won't go on to this one. What? Well, that's like a turd sandwich and a giant douche, like in the South Park episode. It's, it's, <laughs> well, no. yeah. Which one's the turd, Vinny? <laughs> if you have to ask. <laughs> <laughs> all right well all right glad we're friends guys. Oh, okay i got it i got I'm, I'm going i'm going out tonight i'm gonna celebrate my last couple days before i head out uh, love everybody appreciate you guys. there it is, there it show, is. we appreciate you best of luck uh in your future endeavors uh we will miss you can't wait to have you back that con I'm not retired. I'm not retired. <laughs> your future endeavors. <laughs> well, alrighty. Whoa, whoa. whoa. Hey, this is a. Hey, this is this is bringing back memories of old school stuff, man. Where we would just sit here and talk nothing. about nothing for 20, 25 minutes, and people still be listening. Hey, let's do um, a final countdown. No, no, no. I gotta go. Nope. That does it up. for another episode of the Sac City Podcast. We'll be back in live Monday at eight PM Eastern Time, right here on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. For your boy AJ Johnson, and for my best friend Aaron Mukes, and for the smoothest voice in sports casting, I am me. We will see you Monday. Bye. Oh, no, 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 no.